This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, July 31st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. U.S. goes big on Indo-Pacific and FTA soon. China trade war compared to a diet. Election period opens for seed cotton program. An Indo-Pacific FTA? Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, and Energy Secretary Rick Perry all descended on the U.S. Chamber of Commerce headquarters in Washington yesterday to outline an aggressive U.S. plan to promote stronger alliances with Indo-Pacific countries like India, Vietnam, Malaysia, and the Philippines. The push for stronger ties to the region coincides with a revelation last week from U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer that the Philippines will likely be the first country the Trump administration negotiates a new free trade agreement with. An official announcement is expected soon. Pompeo, who is scheduled to leave tomorrow for a trip to Malaysia, Singapore, and Indonesia, said that the Trump administration is preparing to invest $113 million to help the region further develop infrastructure, energy production, and digital economies. Pompeo said it is clearly in America's strategic interest to deepen engagement in the region. President Trump will strike while the iron is hot because there are clear economic benefits at hand for the American people. When President Donald Trump withdrew the U.S. from the Trans-Pacific Partnership, many feared the U.S. was abandoning a chance for leadership in Asia, while China looked to strengthen its role. Ross fought back against those concerns yesterday at the Chamber of Commerce, saying, People should not misinterpret the withdrawal from TPP as a withdrawal from the region, Ross said. Nothing could be further from the truth. At the end of the day, our relationships tend to be bilateral. China trade war compared to a diet. Commerce Secretary Ross stressed to the audience at the Chamber of Commerce event that he understood the pain being caused by the Trump administration's escalating trade battle with China, but stressed conviction that it is a conflict worth waging. He said, I liken it a bit to going on a diet, he explained. It's no fun in the very beginning, maybe a little bit painful. But at the end of the day, you're kind of happy with the end result. Ross promised that negotiations would come and the two countries would eventually reach an agreement, but he declined to predict when those talks would take place. Election period opens for seed cotton program. Seed cotton producers who want to participate in the agriculture risk coverage and price loss coverage programs for the 2018 crop year have until December 7th to submit applications. Sign-up started yesterday. In accordance with changes to ARC and PLC made by the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2018, farm owners with generic base acres and recent planting history of covered commodities have a one-time opportunity to allocate the generic base acres on their farm. Current farm owners also have a one-time opportunity to update the farm's payment yield. ARC and PLC are a vital part of the safety net that ensures American agriculture remains competitive and producers are able to manage risk. That the word of USDA Farm Service Agency Administrator Richard Fordyce. USDA encourages any cotton producer to look into these important safety net programs. For more information on the cottonseed program, farmers should visit www.fsa.usda.gov or their local FSA office. Consumer Group Highlights Chicken Dangers 
The Consumer Federation of America is highlighting new research from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that CFA says shows chicken is the country's most dangerous food. Of 1,281 foodborne outbreaks that occurred between 2009 and 2015 and could be traced back to a single food category, chicken was responsible for 123, or 10% of the outbreaks, according to CFA. That figure put chicken third behind fish and dairy products, but the 3,114 illnesses that resulted from the outbreaks put chicken at the top spot. The Federation said the data points to the need for stronger protections against salmonella and other pathogens, not faster line speeds at processing facilities. And the National Chicken Council said the data is three years old, predating the implementation by many plants with modernized inspection systems. In addition, a National Chicken Council spokesman, Tom Super, said, working with government, academia, and industry, we've reduced salmonella on chicken parts by 20% over the past three years, and the dedicated food safety and quality assurance professionals in the industry are working every day to reduce it even more. But Super also noted, raw chicken is not sterile and advise consumers that they can significantly reduce their risk by washing their hands, not cross-contaminating surfaces, and properly cooking the chicken to 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Purdue warns of EU aggression on geographic indications. The European Union is accelerating its efforts around the globe to try to get governments to agree to restrictions on food names like feta and gorgonzola. But the U.S. is pushing back just as hard. That the word of USDA Chief Sonny Perdue yesterday. Speaking to reporters after last week's G20 summit in Argentina, Perdue said he took a cautionary measure to U.S. trade partners dealing with the European Union. He said the EU is getting increasingly aggressive in their agreements to protect geographical indications on cheese and other agriculture products, and the U.S. is going to get similarly aggressive with its warnings against, including such language in trade agreements. Trading partners better be careful about accepting any sort of geographical indicators from the EU, Purdue said, adding that the EU's use of GIs is not acceptable and we don't intend to comply with that. Plant-based foods claim 20% annual growth. Even as the FDA looks to crack down on the labeling of some plant-based products, a study shows that sector is growing much faster than the overall food business. According to Nielsen data provided to the Plant-Based Foods Association, sales of plant-based foods rose by 20% over the last year. 10 times the growth in food and beverage sales. Total sales of plant-based foods and beverages, including such products as almond milk and meat alternatives, now total $3.3 billion a year, according to the data. Sales of plant-based milk account for half of the total at $1.6 billion, an increase of 9% from last year. Sales of meat alternatives are up 24% to top $670 million. PBFA Executive Director Michelle Simon said the plant-based foods industry has gone from being a relatively niche market to fully mainstream. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, July 31st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. 
for the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.